You want to make your fantasy sports league more than a fantasy? Then you need Trophy Smack. It's the number one store for fantasy and tournament trophies, belts, draft boards, loser awards, and other ridiculous products. Trophy Smack is more than just a trophy company with outstanding customer service and products. It's the very essence and heart of every fantasy league. And if you click now, trophysmack.com gives you free shipping, a free loser poster, and can have the hardware to you in a few days. Bragging rights included. Go to trophysmack.com right now and take your fantasy league to the next level. What's up and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour with your hosts, Doug Eddy, Tim Keller, and Tyler Gunther. Bring us all inside the huddle. Whether it's in-season or off-season, this is your spot for the best and in in-depth Dynasty fantasy football advice. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it with Doug, Tim, and Tyler with another Dynasty Happy Hour. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour presented by Fantasy Points Media Group. Make sure you go on fantasypoints.com. Little known fact, well, if you listen to this podcast, probably know that 90% of subscribers to FantasyPoints.com made the playoffs last year. Last time I checked, 90% pretty good. Just saying. So In this uh, case, yes. Yes, in this case, it is a proven commodity in the fantasy industry. So if you follow people, you know, like some guys we've heard of, Graham Barfield, for instance, Scott Barrett, lots of awesome podcasts in the network as well. There is free content on the website. But you can also subscribe. And like I said, if you want to make your fantasy playoffs, go on fantasypoints.com. Use code DHH21, DHH10. Is that what it is, that Tyler? Is, there it is. Yes, That's, sir. There it is. You know, I'm operating you without a show sheet. It's tricky for me. I'm like Ron Burgundy. If it's on the teleprompter, I'm going to read it. There's um, no I don't have a teleprompter. So. Yeah. I'm trying to do it off the top of my head. So it can be a go little... Go screw yourself, go. San Diego. The Silver Surfer was denied. You poop mouth, Ron. <laughs> if I give you money out of my pocket with Does that, that make it okay? <laughs> the little kid. Hey, Ron Burgundy. Anywho, <laughs> so we are here this week to follow up our divisional series from the east, and we are going north of the wall with Jon Snow. You know nothing, but we know everything about the AFC and NFC North. So we are here to talk about that. There's not much going on in terms of fantasy news. It is still drier than a nun up in here. So there's not much going on. So <laughs> Tyler is dying. Uh, there's not much going on for fantasy news. It's Aaron Rodgers watch still, uh, which is similar to Panda Watch. Um, you know, not quite as entertaining. No one's on, pushing anybody Aaron into Rogers, a bear pit. Do something. I'm riding a bear. <laughs> it's like a furry tractor. <laughs> a lot of Damn it, brick. tonight. Damn it, brick. What are you doing? And Baxter saves the day. He, you know, he runs into the bear's family. They work it out. Baxter's the best. Mm-hmm. Did you eat, did you eat a whole wheel of cheese and poop in the refrigerator? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. <laughs> it's an Anchorman episode, apparently. I'm in that kind of mood. And there's nothing wrong with that. Anchorman 2, there's everything wrong with that. But that's oh. another story for another day. So I can't think of any news. There's been no real contract. There's been no franchise tags went by with, the, with a long-term deal. Nothing for any of our offensive skill players. Taylor Moten from the Carolina Panthers signed a long-term deal to avoid the franchise tag number, but Allen Robinson still playing on the tag and guys like that. So there was really no movement there either from a long-term deal for those players. So nothing to really report. There um, is a ton of workout videos. Zeke mm-hmm. is slim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I saw Edward or retweet Zeke and say definition of ripped. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing all the things on planet Endor. He is like 
He's yeah. like bicep curling <laughs> his brother, sister Ewoks. Yeah. He is like bench pressing ATST walkers into the I was, air. I was going to say, how many, how many Ewoks can uh, Zeke bench? I mean, he's looking, he's looking real good. All of them. All of them. I have a feeling like Zeke has one of those. He's like a movie star body. Like we see like mm. Zeke and like, oh my God, he's Christian Bale. He's shredded. And then all of a sudden he's like fat balding Christian Bale. Like mm. a few months later. <laughs> it's not very functional is what you're saying. Yeah. He's like, uh, okay. he seems maybe, like an up and down dieter. I don't know. Maybe he's got a secret filter that we don't know about on Snapchat. And if he does, uh, please let me know because uh, so, I would like. <laughs> I don't know I if you like guys this know this, but I was told there's filters out there that um, some people use, and back. you can actually slim off pieces of your pictures to make you appear more slender and more mm. physically attractive. That's um, what I do on this video, which right is here. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm live doing it right now. I'm, I'm, you know, slimming and toning with my yeah. settings as I'm talking. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, so yeah, that's a thing out there. But that Zeke just reminds me of Christian Bale. Like, oh my God, he's Batman. He's rocked up, and then all of a sudden he's like, "What was that movie where he was like all heavy set?" And, uh, or the opposite. Yeah. What's the movie where he was actually the like, machinist, where the he machinist was like, where he, lost he was all on that bone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's not Ian good for your body, folks. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, that's not that's not good stuff. Um, but yeah, so Zeke is is looking good. I've actually we went over our top running backs. For redraft season on uh, Trophy Time this past week, and I have Zeke it out. Um, you know, he was a little bit of a value here, but I think the ship is starting to write in redraft anyway for this year. In Dynasty, I'm still interested in probably selling at the right place if I can. Um, you know, he may have a, just a couple of years left at this point, but that's a story for another day. Let's get into the North. Let's start with the AFC. Now, I think the most interesting team this year in the AFC North. There's a lot of them. The AFC say. North is pretty stacked all, with fantasy I was, assets, I was right? actually going to say, I, I look forward to hearing what you were going to say next because I think all four teams are pretty damn interesting in the division. Yeah, I mean, there's there's fantasy assets on all of these teams that you want on your teams. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to start with Baltimore. So I think Baltimore is the most interesting because you know they go out and they get their wide receiver one, or at least we hope so, with Rashad Bateman. Early reports on Bateman... Early re reports on Bateman are wheels up, looking great. He's going to be the guy, um, which is great because they need a guy. They, they, you know, Marquise Brown was a, a failed experiment. Is hit him as the wide receiver one. I still think he's um, definitely fantasy relevant. I like his game. He finished the season very strong um, towards the end of the year. But they need that alpha dog type of receiver. Miles Boykin ain't it. Willie Sneed ain't it. Um, you know, we've got Mark Andrews over there, so he's a top five dynasty tight end. We've got Lamar Jackson, who's a top five quarterback in most people's rankings in Superflex. But the backfield, people are either really sold or not sold on J.K. Dobbins in this offense because of the presence of Gus Edwards. And um, I think Gus Edwards is like a sneaky flex play during the season. So let's let's start with the backfield for Baltimore. So Tyler, I want to hear what is your opinion on J.K. Dobbins? Do you think he's going to be one of these year two running back breakouts, or is he going to be the guy that you're like so frustrating because you're like, why aren't you giving Dobbins the ball more? Personally, like you hear news about him catching the ball at the backfield. I am one of those people that's going to believe it when I see it. I watched a ton of Lamar Jackson not even looking for a second to the backfield. Like it, he never looked to Dobbins. Dobbins always had room. I don't know if you can kind of drill it into his head. We all saw Cam Newton kind of change 
when they brought him McCaffrey. Dobbins is electric. He can catch the ball. But if Dobbins doesn't, he needs to have a Nick Chubb efficiency-like season to produce at the value he's showing. And I, I like Dobbins. I think he's a he's a great talent. But like we all said, Gus Edwards isn't going anywhere. They, they signed him. I think he's actually a very good running back. Gus Edwards, that is. Yeah, he, he's like also efficient. What if they do like a Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb role, but Gus is Nick Chubb? Because Gus, I don't think, has shown an extreme ability to catch the ball. I think we all know Dobbins can, and he's actually good at it. Remember Gus Justice Hill? Think, Remember him? Mm-hmm. Hey, he's the third running back. I, I'm with Tim here. Justice Hill. I still I still like his talent. I think he's a he's a good running back. But yeah, it, I think it's Dobbins. Dobbins kind of his backfield to lose. And if he can get 30 catches this year, I think he does catapult himself into that RB1 territory because I do think he's going to have a, a very efficient year, especially in this offense. When you have Lamar Jackson in the backfield, I mean, you're going to succeed as a runner. It's shown time and time again. So I'm not nervous about that. It's more about the pass catching for me. What do you think on Dobbins, Tim? I really do like Dobbins. I think Dobbins has the talent to be that top five dynasty asset as a running back. Uh, but he's got a guy like Gus Edwards that is an efficient backup behind him. And he, you know, he's on a team that they're not scared to throw that next guy in. Um, I would say for the dynasty community, you have people that are completely sold on Dobbins. And then you have those that like the value of Gus Edwards behind him. So not that they're necessarily fading Dobbins. They would just rather take the value on Gus Edwards much later in drafts or, or for a much lower price in trades. Um, yeah. Looking at the backfield, if there is a running back, that's going to be strictly a passing downs type guy. Justice still still has, you know, all the electricity in the world. Uh, coming out of the backfield, he's not going to take you know touches away from Gus or JK as a running he back. He owns the electric company in Monopoly. Yeah, he does. That's his space. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Baltimore Gas and Electric. He uh, he runs the business down there. He's got a couple <laughs> hotels set up. He's yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Uh, he lives on that hill. But yeah, Dobbins for me is definitely the guy to own here. I think he is the most talented running back. Given the opportunity, he should do well in the receiving game. Uh, Doug, you mentioned the quarterback here. Absolutely no question. As long as he is going to start games, Lamar Jackson is going to score you fantasy points. He's an absolute awesome, awesome athletic stud at the position. Mark Andrews, again, as long as Lamar Jackson's there, Andrews is going to eat as well at the tight end position. Uh, and while they're starting wide receiving trio with Watkins, Marquise Brown, and Rashad Bateman, might not be the sexiest three names. That is a lot better than that receiving core was 12 months ago. I've got two names on this Baltimore offense that I love as throw-ins and deals right now. One is Josh Oliver, because I can't quit him. Mm. Um, at super athletic pass catcher, drafted by Jacksonville. They traded him in the offseason to Baltimore. Um, Baltimore, pretty good at assessing tight end talent, I think, um, yeah. You know, based on some of the players that have played there recently. Uh, the second one, we've been hearing a lot of positive things out of camp, is Devin DuVernay. So Devin DuVernay is a guy that came out of school, had a nice pro, had a nice profile. He was productive at Texas. Um, hasn't really done much in the NFL, but he was one of the the OTA camp stories. Is that DuVernay is flashing, running really crisp routes. Separation was really really good. Um, could take, you know, I know Watkins is there. 
can he stay on the field? Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Willie Sneed and guys like that get a fair target percentage in this offense. Um, Duvernay could be a sneaky guy that you could get it thrown into a deal and ends up being like a, a bi-week plug-in for you um, with some upside. So I don't hate d- getting Devin Duvernay because I feel like he's forgotten about mm-hmm. um, in this Baltimore offense. So, But I think Bateman is definitely, you know, he we saw him going in first rounds of rookie drafts. And, um, you know, to me, he reminds me a lot of Keenan Allen, um, maybe a little bit more athletic than Keenan, but a really crisp route runner, sure hands, smart player um, that can be that alpha number one. And, you know, obviously the question marks around Bateman is going to be the performance of Lamar. So I think they're really tied together. If Lamar, if this offense is a little bit more pass heavy, I would love it because guys like Bateman and Andrews and all those guys would benefit from it. Um, and maybe that's what they do this year. They, they look at it and they try to mix it up a little bit more and get Lamar some more passing attempts. Um, because I mean, this offensive line took some hits in the off season. So maybe some quicker pace. I don't know, but I, I like this Baltimore offense as a whole. Tyler, any final thoughts on the Robins? Yes. I actually wanted to talk about Bateman. He is still my wide receiver too, like two B he's right next to Devonte Smith. Uh, I think he's going to be this year's Justin Jefferson. He's got a, a lot of feel with that. I know Devonta Smith has that, the traits that we saw from Jefferson, but the underratedness of Bateman has that feeling. Honestly, we were all on Bateman. Then he ended up being six foot, a buck 90. Mm-hmm. That's a f- perfect size for me. If, if you're a buck 90 at six foot, that's OBJ style. That's a route runner, somebody who can do everything in all aspects. I think he's going to be just fine. It's all, like you said, it's all about Lamar Jackson. And honestly, if there's three weeks where you don't see any production from him, I am buying as much as I can of Rashad Bateman because it will come. Talent always wins. It will show. Don't jump off Bateman early if he doesn't show up. Gotcha. I like that. So let's follow up with the Ravens to another run-heavy team. We talked about a little bit with the two running back attack, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Lots of nice fantasy assets on this team as well. You've got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, both startable assets on your teams. I like Kareem Hunt a lot. Obviously, Chubb is a guy that could lead the league in rushing every single year. He's one of the most talented running backs in the game. And then Kareem Hunt, he has both of these guys that led the NFL in rushing, which is crazy. Um, You know, Kareem Hunt, in the event that Chubb goes down, Hunt is more than capable of taking over, and we saw that last year. Um, but I think there's enough um, meat on the bone in this offense that even when the two of them are together, the splits were really good for Kareem Hunt. Like it was a really nice um, tandem running backs, and they were both. It didn't, you know, one didn't necessarily completely take away from the other. They could both coexist because the Browns aren't passing a ton. Now, I think the biggest question mark for the Browns in this offense. It's not Baker Mayfield. We saw him rebound really nicely. You know, he's due for a contract extension. Um, and he played, he looked more like he did in his rookie year. Um, you know, his year two was pretty disastrous. Um, he's behind one of the best offensive lines in the league. And that's going to be huge. The question mark for me, it's not Jarvis Landry. He's rock solid. You know what you get out of Jarvis Landry. He's that boring dynasty asset, but you're starting him every week because he's productive. Um, it's Odell Beckham Jr. So we saw Odell Beckham Jr. be the 101 in Dynasty startups at one point, a historic three-year run to begin his career, and then it's soft tissue issue central. It's like Alshon Jeffrey, like lower body issues, soft tissue issues. We know the talent's there with Odell. I think you know he's going to be 28 years old this year. Um, 
just can't seem to put it all together again. Do you think the time has passed where we're like, yeah, name recognition for Odell is cool, but like, I'm not really interested in him on my dynasty teams. You know, his ADP, a lot of name recognition is still there. I mean, it's obviously not the one-on-one anymore, but he's going in like round six or seven um, in startups. And, uh, you know, Dave Toronto says he's rooting for him. He still thinks he has it. I think that, you know, the athleticism wasn't quite what it once was. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably pretty noticeable. But there's no reason that Beckham can't become that super talented route runner that can create separation. I don't think he's going to do the crazy downfield stuff like he used to anymore. Um, But to me, he's the biggest question mark. And, you know, the tight ends on this team, they're loaded. They've got Mm -hmm. Austin Hooper. They brought back David Njoku on the fifth-year option. He didn't get traded. I'm bummed because I own Njoku freaking everywhere, and he's useless in Dynasty right now. That's going to be – that's a guy that I want to go get on the cheap because when he leaves as a free agent, he could be a starter on a lot of teams. Um, So thinking ahead, that's what we try to do in Dynasty. And then Harrison Bryant came out last year in his rookie year, fifth-round pick, and looked good. I think if if the Browns didn't sign Austin Hooper to one of the richest contracts in tight end history – Harrison Bryant would be the clearest cut starter on this yeah, team. Yeah, he'd be a he'd be a thing right now. He would be a thing right now. So that's another name to keep in you know in touch because the Browns are eventually going to have some cap troubles. You know, once they have to re-sign Baker and some of these other guys and Nick Chubb, Austin Hooper might be a guy that gets cut, and Harrison Bryant slides right in in 2022 as the starter. And that's the mm-hmm. kind of guy that I want to acquire now because I like Bryant. You know, he was the Buckus Award winner. Um, and he looked really, really good in his rookie season, which is hard for tight ends. So, you know, a lot of them don't, uh, including Kyle Pitts. He's not going to look good this year, right, Tyler? So, Tyler's, Tyler's shaking his head like you're crazy. Um, so, what are we doing with Odell Beckham? I guess the question here is, uh, Tim, are you like, yeah, I don't mind having Odell on my team? Are you like, nah, his his best years are done. I'm I'm done with him. Um, at this point in Odell's career, I don't have any shares of Odell. Uh, Same. <sighs> When you see people start to add up those those lower, you know that lower half soft tissue, you know they start stacking them up one after the next. It's going to start sucking the athleticism out of them. And Odell is still, a, you know, a premier talent at the wide receiver position. I mean, the guy's got all the talent in the world. His athleticism is not going to match what his talent uh, is still going to be capable of. Uh, so he's going to. Really, he's going to have to morph into more of a Jarvis Landry type you know, receiver. He's going to have to beat guys off the line. He's going to have to beat guys with the technical route running um, and not just lean on the athleticism to blow by everybody. Uh, but he's still there. I think if you can sell Odell now, you're still getting a slightly inflated value for him just based off the name because of that three years and how how monstrous it really was. Um, but you know, two talented wide receivers here at the top. We saw Donovan Peoples-Jones uh, really start to work a, a little niche out for himself in this offense last year. If uh, if the quarterback play, if Baker can keep things under wraps, keep taking the steps we saw him take last year uh, with Stefanski there as head coach, I think uh, the receiving side of this offense is going to be, you know, thumbs up there for sure. Austin Hooper, you know, he, he is just based off of his price tag. He will remain the starter there. Um, Doug, I was not nearly uh, as high on David Njoku as you were, but being who you were, when you kept spitting his name out, I kept going and grabbing more shares myself. Sorry. Uh, it stinks. No, it's, it's fine. It is what it is because I believe that, you know, if he was given an opportunity somewhere else, um, you know, maybe to be a receiving only 
tight end, not have to worry yep. about the inline blocking side of things. I think David Njoku could be a, a very nice fantasy option in this league. But what I did do last year, if I didn't get him in the drafts because they signed Austin Hooper to the price tag they did, I was getting Harrison Bryant thrown in on the back end of deals. And now I own this kid everywhere, which I absolutely love because, um, yeah, once he actually got on the field and got a little bit of uh, uh, some snaps under his belt, man, did he look really good. And then back down to the running back position. I absolutely love Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb right now might be my favorite player to watch because they could be on their one-yard line and he could take it 99 where he can the opponent's one and he's going to run over a linebacker to get in the end zone. And if he gets on the outside, I, I believe, I don't have a stat in front of me, but I believe Nick Chubb forced more missed tackles last season per capita than any other running back in the league. The guy is a highlight reel at the running back position. It just so happens he has a guy who's nearly just as talented as he is as his backup. Kareem Hunt is so much fun. It stinks really uh, because of how good Kareem is. They feel very comfortable taking Chubb off the field at times to get Hunt work. And it's, it's, you know, it's what they got to do. It's what any coaching staff would do, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely love both the running backs. Um, I have Chubb in a bunch of spots. I, Personally, he's probably my favorite player to watch. Yeah, what do we think about? I know they went out and drafted Anthony Schwartz, which I think gives them an element to this offense that they didn't have. Um, you know, he was typically like a fourth round rookie pick sometimes later. Um, do we think with his track speed that he has maybe an instant impact in year one? Or is he just strictly like, a, is he going to just run nines all day and maybe get lucky here and there? I want to say it was two two years ago. They drafted another kid ended up with legal trouble who was a bit of a, a field oh, stretcher. Uh, um, he made a big play against the saints. Yeah. He has been saw, around the league. Oh God. Not Antonio uh, yeah. Bryant. It's not him. Um, uh, yeah. I forget his kid, name. Kid from Florida. Yes. He's now on the Denver Broncos. I know who you're talking about. I, the name escapes me, but we saw him in his rookie season immediately get put into a role where he, you know, his deal was, you're extremely fast. Go run that nine uh -huh. because it allowed guys like Jarvis Landry and the tight ends at the time to work up underneath. Anthony Schwartz could easily do that. He's got the speed. It's not a, a, a you know a crazy tool. He's got to work on over and over and over again. Uh, just make sure your hammies are nice and stretched out. Yeah, and try I think, to run Baker, past I think Baker's got the arm strength. Yeah, and and Baker's too. Baker's knows that hey, this is designed where Anthony Schwartz is taking off down the sideline. He's he's pulling one of those safeties over the top with him. It should open something up underneath for Jarvis or Odell. Mm -hmm. But if if for whatever reason that safety, uh, both safeties take off with him, or, or I'm sorry, the safety doesn't take off with Anthony Schwartz, Baker's not scared to let one loose and throw it, you know, 55 yards down the field and see if the kid can run under. Yeah. Tyler, any thoughts on the Browns? Uh, yeah, pretty much going to echo what Tim said. Nick Chubb, phenomenal. You said Kareem Hunt's close to him. I personally think nobody touches Nick Chubb as a runner right now. I'm saying I'm, I'm saying when when have you had a running back that was absolutely elite? Nick Chubb is absolutely elite. on most teams where they have an elite starting yeah. running back. The backup is an RB. I agree. Four, yeah. RB five. Yeah. You know, you're not seeing out. this type of talent as your starting running back. We're literally if they take if if Nick Chubb gets injured week two, they still have a contender. Yeah. At the rushing title. No, I, I agree they with don't, that. They don't, I mean, yeah, it's a downgrade, but it's not nearly as yeah. steep as 31 other teams. I think Beckham's value right now is 
too hard to pass up for what you could get out of it. If he's your wide receiver two, I'm not a fan. If he's your wide receiver three or four, love it. I, I have a team in a home league. I bought OBJ for a late second. Love that That's value great. in return. I like that. And and it's just because hey, we haven't seen it. And for, for a lot of people, it's what have you done for me lately? Odell Beckham has not done it for you for... It's very much a Janet Jackson, what have you done yeah. for me lately? Yeah, and I I completely agree on the Harrison Bryant. I think Austin Hooper's out of there. If not sooner than later, I think they start kind of pushing Harrison Bryant into that that dominant Y tight end role. Just because Hooper doesn't have that athleticism that we've seen from Harrison Bryant. Hooper's Charles like the Jarvis. boring fantasy option that gets it done, though. <laughs> People say he's like, you know, Witten. I think Witten might be more athletic than Hooper. <laughs> I just well, remember when he was a Falcon, that long, like, yes. dad runner, Hall of Fame play. Yeah. For Austin what's what's the stat line that you need to be a, a tight end one? Like, three for three 60. for 30 and a touchdown. We'll get you, yeah. that, that, that sounds like Austin Hooper to me. Three wow. for 30 and a touchdown. Yeah. He's the unsexiest fantasy option that's, you know, like he could be a tight end one and I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? But so. you know, the player I'm all over, Donovan Peoples Jones, super cheap. Oozing athleticism, guy jumped forty-one. What was it, forty-one or forty-three? Between feet. there, feet, it, it, feet. Okay, it, you know, at the combine, the his rookie year, the guy has only scratched the surface of what he can do. Michigan held him back. John Harbaugh is a terrible offensive-minded coach. Mm-hmm. We've seen that time and time again. Personally, I think he's the guy that kind of comes out of nowhere. Not Anthony Schwartz. We saw it at the end of last year. He started producing. Yeah, he had a couple of good games. He is a guy that if you're not trading a fourth or a third for, you should be doing that. I like that move. All right, so let's keep it going with the North, and let's get to Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, again, another team that's loaded with fantasy assets. You know, you've got the quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, who's a solid QB2 in your Superflex formats, you know, obviously in Dynasty. We don't know how many more years Big Ben has. It looks like the elbow is better than it was last year when it really drugged down guys like Juju Smith-Schuster. Which, which, if you know anything about Tommy John surgery, you guys, you know, if you follow baseball, you should know the second year is the year the elbow is finally healed. It's pretty he didn't, have, well, he didn't have Tommy <laughs> yeah, John surgery, though, So, but he did have an it, elbow injury. Yeah. I mean, um, it was pretty. Elbow yeah. So, you know, we'd all know the big three wide receivers. Juju comes back as a free agent on a on an $8 million one-year deal. He's looking to cash in next year for big money. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Deontay Johnson in year three, who is an absolute top 10 in targets per game in the NFL, an absolute target monster. Looks like a maybe on sale version of Antonio Brown at times. Um, you know, lots of talent, struggles with drops a little bit. And, he, and But, you know, I love watching Deontay Johnson play. And then you got the rookie that comes out of nowhere, Chase Claypool, Mapletron, scoring double digit touchdowns in his rookie season and really splashing onto the scene is that like freak athlete, big body kind of like, a, you know, reminds you a little bit of DK Metcalf, but not as freaky. Um, but you know, the, just that absolute workout warrior who's, who can make big plays, but also struggled down the stretch in his rookie year. I think, you know, the rookie year for him was he caught people by surprise for a while and then teams might've figured him out. Coverage has changed and Claypool, um, just you know, he he kind of sputtered down the stretch in the last, I believe, six weeks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back after after a, a slow second half. So then they, you know, James Conner leaves in free agency. 
the Steelers who need offensive line help are like, eh, we're going to pick Najee Harris, which again, perfect fit in my opinion to be a Steelers running back. Najee Harris, love the fit. You know, the biggest question is along that offensive line is how long can Ben Roethlisberger be upright and how much success is Najee Harris going to have? And then at tight end, Eric Ebron, solid in year one with Big Ben, but they draft Pat Fryermuth in the second round who I think, you know, when you, we were baking in draft price, I was getting Fryermuth in auction leagues for 10% of the price that mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Pitts was going for. And I love that because to me, Fryermuth is a more complete tight end. I'm not saying he's better. He's a more complete tight end than Kyle Pitts is. And I think, you know, when you look at like how long – Give me Pat Fryermuth could have 10 productive years as a tight end. I don't know that Kyle Pitts does that. Um, so to get him at 10% of the cost, I was really like investing in Fryermuth. <sighs> I can't take all this Kyle Pitts hate from Doug tonight. I just can't do it. <laughs> I just like to trigger you. It's fun. Um, so they draft Fryermuth, who I think could be like a Harrison Bryant this year. They haven't uh, they have an accomplished tight end in front of him, but Fryermuth is going to make some plays in this offense, I think. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a five or six touchdown rookie year um, from Fryermuth. The draft capitals there, they got him in the second round again. They could have gone offensive line, but they chose to kind of throw everything at the offensive skill positions. So Tyler, are you, I think the most polarizing option here from a dynasty asset is Juju. We saw what he did when he had Antonio Brown with him. And I was one that was like, you know what? He's benefiting from being playing across from Antonio Brown and because Juju was never the most explosive guy, he's a rock solid guy. Um, but this past year, I mean, they just used him like he was 50 year old Larry Fitzgerald, three yards down the field. Yeah. He wasn't making big explosive plays like he did in years prior. You know, rumors came out that he might have been injured. I, he's still super young, which is one of the things that we love about Juju and Dynasty. And everyone, like when he splashed onto the scene, he was 20 years old. I think he's 24, um, you know, going into his fourth year in the league, which is amazing. Um, are you buying Juju Smith-Schuster or are you just like, I don't know, are you not believing in the talent because he's not being insulated by an elite talent like Antonio Brown? Actually, I have no shares of Juju and I don't plan on getting any shares. Last year, I took a leap of faith. I had Juju on the UDPL league uh, on the team. I took a leap of faith because I was just not a fan. I haven't been since his rookie year and I traded Juju for what looks phenomenal. I traded for Justin Jefferson and Henry Ruggs before the season started. Uh, it's just honestly with Juju, he, he didn't seem to separate in college. I still see that. And I, I feel like he has a little Mari Cooper to him in the aspect of, I think Cooper's better, but Cooper ganged, like 10 to 15 pounds of just pure muscle. And people were kind of worried because I remember Cooper, that Cooper's a route runner and a guy who's smart gets in the space and people didn't want him to lose that, that kind that athleticism that he had. Now Juju didn't have much to give Cooper had at least like a, a cushion to give for the speed. Juju didn't Juju doesn't have that cushion where he can add weight and, and lose a little bit of that. But uh, to me, in my opinion, if he can get back to what he was his rookie year, slimming down a little bit, cutting that, you know, not don't need to be this bulked up, huge slot receiver guy. If you can get back down to weight, gang a little bit of that explosiveness back, I think he'll be fine. But I don't think you're going to see what you saw when AB was there. 
Big Ben was younger, and Juju was just on one on one. Yeah, the personally, overall offense was more dynamic too, in my opinion. Yeah, personally, for me, it's Claypool. That's the player you want. I like Deontay a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think if he needs, if he's going to break out, he needs to have a massive year this year. He's kind of on teetering on the rope right now. You know what I like? He should be dominant with all the targets he gets, but he's kind of still teetering on that. Is he elite or is he just a wide receiver too? Mm-hmm. Claypool to me has that ceiling, and I think his price is just about at value right now. Yeah, Claypool's built like an alpha dog outside receiver. Like, no doubt. He's built like, you know, the DK Metcalfs, the Kenny Galladay's. Like, he can play. He can be that. The Cortland Sutton. He can be that guy. Um, it's just going to be – his development is going to be one of the more interesting things to watch. So, I think he's probably – he is a buy right now because you see that like – too. Yeah. You <laughs> see that the ceiling um, for Claypool could be super sky high um, if he gets all his stuff together and – um you know, the talent's definitely there. So Tim, any thoughts on Pittsburgh? I know Najee Harris is the running back. Is there anyone else in that backfield you're even remotely interested in? It's kind of like a bunch of guys. Hold on before Tim, I want to play a game for both of you. Okay. And it's going to be a running back game with Najee. Who would you rather have over Najee and dynasty? Now we're going to start at McCaffrey. Yeah. Mc- McCaffrey. Barkley. <laughs> I'm not as I'm not as high on Barkley as others. I'll go Barkley for now, but that's okay. Close. Barkley. Um, let me see who would be ne- and Delvin Cook. Oh, yeah. Cook. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Um, l- let's go Antonio Gibson. We talked about him last week or I'll Najee. Take I'll take Najee. Okay. Yeah. So what about Kamara? Right Kamara. Najee. Najee. Yeah, I agree with that. DeAndre Swift. Najee. Najee. Okay. Uh, that's about the line for I me. I got him in that late. Uh, he's, I take Chubb over him. And then we're talking like Najee Mixon, Najee Aaron Jones. So so we're kind of saying Najee's RB5, 6. 5, 6, yeah. Okay. I think I'd have him right behind Swift at maybe 6. I know Swift is 4 or 5 for me. So he'd be around there. Love you some. DeAndre Swift. He absolutely we'll does. Him later. Tim, any thoughts on the Steelers here? Um, I'll wrap up the receiver position. Um, Juju, I just I just don't love the price tag with Juju still uh, for what I think he's probably going to produce. Um, one of the uh, viewers mentioned in the comments, all three can uh, all three have like top twenty talent, uh, so they're all going to kind of eat away at each other a little bit. If I was playing in a best ball, Claypool's the guy I want. If I'm playing in a PPR, just for Johnson. my personal peace of mind. Let me get Johnson because on a week where I need him, you know, he might not start from every week, but if I like the matchup, he's got I, big Ben's trust yeah, out of yeah, all like, those guys. I think this guy's going to see 10 targets this week. I'll, I'll start Deontay Johnson or, or as a bye week guy. Absolutely. He's a perfect bye week guy. Cause you're going to have no, no qualms about it. He's going right into the lineup. Uh, as far as the uh, tight end position, Eric Ebron, you're getting him in a value right now. Uh, but yeah, Pat Fairmuth, if you're getting him at, 10% of what you were getting Kyle Pitts in, in rookie drafts. I'm sorry. It's an economics thing. Now that means Kyle Pitts is going to have to outproduce Pat Faramuth nine X <laughs> over their career. It's, in, in, in pigs too, a copy of Kyle Pitts went for $600. I got a copy of Pat Framuth for $66. Yeah. That's yeah. That is almost, yeah. 
that means that that Kyle Pitts is almost going to have to outproduce Pat Fairmouth 9x over their careers. He I, will. Also, yeah. <laughs> he will. I, that's a bad. He could. He could. I just, that's a big, big, uh, uh, you know, so potential there that it's not going to not going to turn around. And also another another person in the uh, comments actually said something about, uh, you know, they believe the offensive line looks so bad because of the lack of running game. That's one of those chicken or the egg comments. You know, oh, yeah. uh, was James Conner looking that bad last year because he was ineffective or the offensive line was ineffective in front of him? There is more and more stats that come out every year that kind of show that it is, you know, we hear you know running backs will matter. It is truly getting uh, proven statistically that the better the offensive line plays in front of quarterbacks and running backs, it really doesn't matter who you have in the backfield. They are going to produce at about the pace that the running back or the, I'm sorry, the linebacker lineman in front of them are producing. If you have quality offensive linemen, you're going to get quality running back play. Also the best thing about Deontay Johnson is you can get a wide receiver one targets wise weekly for a late first, which is mm-hmm. almost impossible to get. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. And, and Deontay Johnson is one of those guys that scored exceptionally well in reception perception too. So I, the talent with Deontay yeah. Johnson clean up the drops a little bit. Um, but Deontay Johnson to me, so, is really, really good. And I like having him on my fantasy teams because I like watching him play. I'm one of those guys that's like, ah, I like watching him play football. I like having him on my teams. <laughs> in the Reception Perception Discord chat that you can only be in if you become a member, which you should, they talk a ton about Deontay Johnson. And whenever that happens, Harmon always chimes in and is like, drops is, drops are fallacy. Don't worry about drops. Who cares yeah. about drops? It's a narrative and, thing. And then pretty much said Deontay is... Awesome. Like that's all Harmon pretty much says is like mm-hmm. he's so on Deontay. And when Harmon speaks, you gotta you gotta kind of listen. The track record's pretty good with that yeah. gentleman, so it was very nice. All right, so let's get on to my favorite team in the NFC North to watch football. It's the Cincinnati Bengals. I thought I'd never say that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been it's been a long time since the Carson Palmer, Chad Ocho Cinco, TJ Hushmanzada, Rudy Johnson days. Um, but here we are. I like this Bengals offense a ton. They go and get Jamar Chase at the 105 to pair up with his old college quarterback, Joe Burrow. T. Higgins, he was one of the guys that you're starting to see get a ton of buzz in OTAs. Yeah. Like Higgins is in great shape. Like he is ready. He's going to pretty much take AJ Green's role um, and targets. You know, obviously Chase is going to come in. He's going to get his too. And then Tyler Boyd, who's slowly become a sneaky value, I think. And Boyd is a rock-solid pro um, and a rock-solid receiver to have on your team. Running back, we got Joe Mixon. He doesn't have Giovanni Bernard anymore. The only competition is Samaje Ryan. They get, you know, Chris Evans is an uh, undrafted free agent or a seventh-rounder. Travion Williams, he was a thing for a little while in the circles. but Yeah, Puka for the tiny little pocket rocket. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'll call him. Um, and then tight end, it's Drew Sample and CJ Uzoma. Uzoma tears his Achilles. Who knows how he's going to come back? Sample, he's a second-round pick on this guy. I liked him a lot, a good profile. But the first game that he played, he had a ton of targets. And I'm like, it's Drew Sample season. I was yeah. so pumped. And then yeah. it they just it, wasn't it ended up being a yeah. it just ended it, up being a sample. Yeah, it was just a small sample size of a good game that he had. So Costco I'm not style. in on Drew Sample, but he could be a starting tight end, so he may have value in your in your um tight end premium leagues. But man, this passing game, Burrow coming back from the ACL injury, he's admitted that he's, you know, probably not going to run as much as he did in his rookie year because he wants to be cautious with the knee. 
I don't care. Like Burrow could drop back and throw it 650 times this year. The defense is okay, but that offense is going to put up a lot of plays. And I think Mixon is going to be the guy that finally pays off on all the promises. We've always seen the talent with Joe Mixon. And mm-hmm. I think fantasy owners that have had him for the first few years of his career are just sick and tired of like, this guy's so talented, but he never produces. I think this is the year. I think Joe Mixon takes that step up into RB1 territory in dynasty startups. And I know he's kind of in there anyway, but he, he's fluctuated a lot lately. There's a lot of people that are in or they're out on Joe Mixon. I've always liked Mixon, so I am in. I think without the threat of Giovanni Bernard there, he is a true three down back in the NFL. And I think he's going to be used as such this year. Uh, so I am all in on Joe Mixon. I love this Cincinnati team. It's going to be a blast to watch. But Tyler, I want to know out of the pass catchers, how are you How are you playing this? I mean, Chase has the draft capital. Higgins has the great rookie season. And Tyler Boyd is just the steady Eddie in the offense. Like, how are you looking at this? So, like you said, if they throw 550 to 650, that's It'll be 6 kind of, to 650, I think. Easy. Yeah, that's kind of the sweet spot I'm thinking. Mixon will get 70. Uh, you know, maybe We're they don't use targets, right? Yeah, okay. you know, the the tight ends might not be an they issue. Get a lot. Boyd, yeah. Boyd gets 100, Higgins gets 120, Chase gets around 120. There's still plenty of targets to go around. And mm-hmm. for me, that's where it's at. Like, this offense is going to be prolific. And with the addition of Jamar Chase, I think he's going to be the alpha. You know, when Burrow's in trouble and he needs to throw it away, I think Chase is going to be that option. But don't think Higgins is going away. Higgins is going to be great. He's going like we saw Godwin and Mike Evans coincide once, you know, together. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's going to be like. Like Higgins is going to be he's he's going to be so good. Like, I don't know why people are still sleeping on Higgins because he almost hit a thousand yards and he didn't blow up really until what week he started off slow. He didn't really see the four or so week four or five. And then he didn't have burrow. Like we, we saw who was the quarterback, Ryan Finley, Ryan Finley, Brandon. Yeah. Play. Yeah. Brandon Brandon Allen. Allen, Yeah. And I just think that if you're kind of sleeping on Higgins or not doing your due due diligence to go get him, you need to, I I treated I needed wide receiver help in UDPL, and I was like, you know what? Aaron Jones, and everyone that knows me, Aaron Jones stand from the jump. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's Dynasty. Like, ah, I don't know. So I I was like, I need wide receiver help. I traded away Aaron Jones and got back T. Higgins in a 2022 second rounder. And I love that deal. Um, You know, Aaron Jones, I feel like I'm trying to trading close to peak. And I'm getting Higgins because I think Higgins could be a a wide receiver one in dynasty startups at some point. Like I think mm-hmm. he's yeah. talented enough and he's got the quarterback could- to do it. So for me, it was kind of a no brainer. And then I got a second round pick as well, um, which I could use for, you know, whatever my team might need at the time. So I really liked going out and getting Higgins. And I think part of that is that when people saw them draft Jamar Chase, the immediate fantasy narrative, especially in dynasty circles was like lower the value on T Higgins where I was like, all aboard for T Higgins. Yeah. Like yeah. it only helps T Higgins to have Jamar chase. Like, let's be completely honest here. Higgins is going to see the number two corner on the teams. And, and that's a good up. thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's going to eat. Thing. Yeah. He yeah. is going to. And, eat. and the thing is, is it's not, it's not crazy to think that wide receivers can be back to back in dynasty startups. Mm-hmm. We saw it with, like I said, 
Evans and Godwin. There, there's so many examples to where wide receivers, two, two receivers be. being top 20 Thielen and Jefferson. Like there's, yeah. there's lots of teams that Jones can produce. Calvin Ridley. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of teams that can produce two top 20 wide receivers. Boyd, we see it every year. And Boyd is a phenomenal wide receiver four mm-hmm. or five for your team that if you have a bye week or you're in a pinch, he is so steady Eddie. He's going to get you 10 points, if not more each week. And you're going to be happy about it. I think he's one of the more underrated receivers in the NFL. He's got a Jarvis Landry like feel and he's so cheap right now. And yeah, no. he's another guy that like, you want a piece of this offense. Yeah. I mean, I traded acre straight up for Mixon in one of my dynasties because a, I got contract years back, which is what I wanted. And I have Burrow, I mean, I, Higgins, and Mixon on the UDPL team now. So I'm let's go. Who day? Like, I like that. And, uh, <laughs> and honestly, like I, I think Mixon outproduces Acres. That could be a hot take for people, but I think Mixon is in for a massive year. Definitely could so. be. Definitely Timmy, could be. Timmy, give me your breakdown on these these Bengals. Uh, yeah, this receiving core is super super nice. I mean, Tyler Boyd, their third receiver, could probably go to half the teams in the league and be one of the starting two. I mean, that's, you know, that, that, that's the kind of receiving core we're looking at here. Uh, T. Higgins last year. T. Higgins missed most of training camp with a sore hamstring, and his rookie offseason minicamps OTAs were eliminated due to the COVID restrictions, and he played with three different quarterbacks. With all of that in mind, he still posted 67 for 908 and six touchdowns mm-hmm. at a 13.6 yard per reception clip. And he looked damn good doing it. The footwork T- on the sideline, yeah. like the whole nine. T is the absolute real deal. Jamar Chase is the absolute real deal. The second they drafted Jamar Chase, the value dropped. I'm sorry, the price for T Higgins dropped, meaning the value spiked. T Higgins is, I'm telling you, you're getting him at a value of what this guy can produce. Uh, the tight end position. TD Higgins. TD Higgins. I don't absolutely love uh, any of the tight ends here for the team, mm. but yeah, Doug, same thought. Um, you know, when, when Uzama got hurt and sampled that first game, or it was like the second half of that game there. He was just getting target like, after target. Just getting it was crazy. Peppered. And I'm like, oh my God, in leagues where sample's not rostered, it and is me being such be, a tight end guy, I'm like yeah. frothing at the mouth. Like, I own Drew Sample in places. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, in, in leagues where he isn't uh, currently rostered, I was like, it is going to be a race on the waivers uh, of who can get sample in there. Uh, I think that they, though, are all led by one of the premier quarterbacks of the future in the league, uh, that being Mr. Joe Burrow. They they did no favors for this young man, um, you know, his, his rookie season, just putting him out there and letting him go through the ball 60 times uh, in front of a pretty bad offensive line. So hopefully the offensive line play uh, gets a little bit better, and it should there in Cincinnati. Uh, but Joe Burrow, I think, is just going to be the the – the next guy we're talking about 15 years from now as a, a premier tight end or a quarterback in the league at Joe Mixon. Yes. For Joe Mixon fans, for owners of Joe Mixon shares, he has never paid off at what his potential shows. Uh, but Joe Mixon, man, everything's laid out in front of him here. Um, it's a make or break year for him. Yeah. I absolutely love the talent. Hopefully things work out for him. Cause I'd like to see him get one of those big years uh, under his belt. I will say that uh, one of my bigger leagues, somehow I guess somebody, let Samaj P. Ryan go to the waiver wire. And I said, I mean, you could do free, worse. No. He looked really good last year. I'll absolutely go <laughs> grab him because if something does happen to Joe Mixon, 
I'll take the running back uh, attached to this receiving core and this quarterback's arm because there's going to be some pass interferences in the end zone where they're going to have that you know, first and goal. So Yeah, and if you uh, run a fantasy league that is um, massive points on absolute crazy highlight catches, then you should roster Auden Tate. That's all I'm saying. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that dude makes... That dude the Bengals actually roster him. <laughs> I know. That dude makes some insane catches in limited playtime. I'll tell you that much. Go Knowles. So that's going to wrap up the AFC North. I do want to give a shout out to Viridian Global. If you're looking for any beautiful Dynasty Happy Hour apparel, you can check it out on viridianglobal.com. They also have a line of Scott Fishbowl 11 shirts, which are really, really cool with lots of different band designs. Um, so if you're looking to rep your division or just rep Scott Fishbowl in general, make sure you go on Viridian Global. Um, still raising money for Fantasy Cares and Toys for Tots through that uh, program with Viridian Global, as well as Rotoware, I think still has some Scott Fishbowl stuff available as well. And shout out to the guys for the Potathon. Uh, I know Tyler and I got to be on it uh, briefly this year, and Sal and the team did an amazing job raising, I think, almost $40,000 just from the Potathon this year after sponsorships and, and pledges. Um, just absolutely awesome. I can't wait to see what the final number is here. I'm hoping it's six digits this year because that would be absolutely freaking awesome for Scott Fishbowl. Um, to get that. I think everyone's drafts are done. So I know there's people out there that are shooting out rankings. I don't want to look at mine. I like think my team's okay. I, I had fun with it at least. Uh, so let's get to the N- the NFC North. And I want to start with the Minnesota Vikings because that's Tyler's team. So not too many changes in the offseason. You yeah. still have Cousins. You got Cook. You got Madison. You got Jefferson. You got Thielen. We saw Kyle Rudolph go to the Giants. So everyone is like, is that going to pump up Irv Smith? Big Irv. You know, uh, Mike Zimmer's like, blah, 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 blah. coach speak, blah, blah, blah. I like Irv Smith a lot. There's still a lot of room for the wide receiver three, whoever that might be on the team. And maybe they use yeah. Irv Smith as the wide receiver three. Tyler's probably going to give me some names you never heard of um, as a wide receiver three candidate. It's probably not Ola BC, if I'm guessing, uh, unless you're hot on him again. No? No. Okay, good. Um, so the Vikings, I don't think there's going to be too much difference than last year, to be completely honest. I think you're still going to get one of the more underrated QBs in Superflex and Kirk Cousins. You're going to get Dalvin Cook, who to me is the running back two. And he's absolutely my favorite running. And just like Tim said, Nick Chubb is his favorite running back to watch. My favorite running back to watch yeah. is Dalvin Cook. I, it, he's so freaking awesome. Um, and then you got Justin Jefferson, who comes out of nowhere, sets rookie records, and, you know, like Tyler said, he, before the season, he went out. He was a big Justin Jefferson guy. We have him in a couple of leagues that we share together. Um, so that has obviously paid off. So thank you for that, Tyler. Um, but, yeah, I don't have much to say about the Vikings. It's kind of like expect some touchdown regression for Adam Thielen and maybe some more touchdowns for Jefferson and Smith, I guess, yeah. is my takeaway for this year's Vikings team. Um, but I'm going to put a Tyler on this one first because he has more Vikings knowledge um, because he knows Eric Decker's cousin or something like that. Um, <laughs> remember that? Throwback. <laughs> Throwback. Uh, yeah, honestly, it, the the biggest change is probably different Kubiaks. I mean, mm-hmm. Kubiak is gone. His son steps in. It's going to be the same thing. Let's just hope that his son is as smart as a play caller as his dad is. That's kind of what the thinking is. Hopefully that, be nice. that sticks. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is no wide receiver three. Chad BB would probably be the closest. They really like him. But honestly, who's the kid that, they drafted that some people liked? Amir uh, Smith-Marset. Smith-Marset. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's a phenomenal special teamer. Uh, Amir Abdullah, remember him? 
Mm. He's also a very good returner. Yep. It'll be a fight training camp battle for that spot between those two. I don't think Smith will become the wide receiver three right away. Uh, I'm honestly, I think they're going to do Jefferson Thielen, and they'll probably throw Irv and a name Tyler Conklin, who the mm-hmm. Vikings have always liked. They've always liked this guy. I think he's a fifth round pick his rookie year. And he's slowly come on. We've seen some actually pretty good catches out of him, but yeah. I, he's going to get more playing time. They're going to run a little more two tight end sets. And I think you're going to see Irv take a big boost in snap percentage. I just hope the targets come with that. But Tyler Conklin, every time he's on the field with Irv, seems to kind of suck the life out of Irv Smith, the hype. So I hope that doesn't happen. I really hope Irv takes a step. News is, is he's really taking care of his body. He's really worked hard this offseason. Zim has talked a lot about him working this offseason on becoming a better inline tight end, which is what they want because Zimmer's an old school type guy. They want him to block as well ha- as go out for, for passes. I think we're going to see an improvement on that. So, yeah, I like Irv a lot at his cost. I have him in UDPL. I was happy giving Mark Andrews to gang a little extra co- with Irv coming back. So, yeah, I'm in on Irv. Justin Jefferson, like you said, I think the yardage comes down. Touchdowns, I do think, go up. Uh, Thielen, I think he's going to start slowly decreasing in all stats, but he's going to be safe. If he's a 900 yard guy with 10 touchdowns, I think that's perfect. That's what you want. That's what you should expect. I don't think you need to think of him as that 12, 13 touchdowns over a thousand yards type guy. He's going to be the Austin Hooper of the wide receiver position. Just Mm -hmm. that boring, productive guy that you're like, eh, he works. A sneaky signing. Larry Fitzgerald come to Minnesota midway through the preseason. He's from Minnesota. He's the ball boy from Minnesota when they had He's Moss, a slot guy. Carter, and all that. Yep. Perfect, perfect spot for him. And I think that he could be a really good teacher for Jefferson to get better, which is mm-hmm. crazy to say. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I think, I think if not, they could slowly start moving Thielen into that quote-unquote Fitzgerald-type role. Because that more possession, yeah. Yeah, but Cook is going to be Cook. Alexander Madison is going to be Madison until... Cook kind of falls apart, which we hope to God doesn't happen for another five years. Yeah, that'd be nice. The tread on the tire with Cook, you may think is a lot. It's not. I think Cook's got a really good solid three years left in him. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. I I think the Vikings are are gonna be good. I think they their offensive line is better. It just all depends on what Kubiak can do. Tim, any any thoughts on the Vikings? I think this is pretty uh, probably the easiest yeah, team out of all that. This, this is probably the cut and dry, maybe one of the most cut and dry teams in the entire league. Uh, everybody's excited to see what Jeff, Justin Jefferson does. Uh, you know, in year two, potential is the guy takes that next step forward, and you know, it didn't take long for him to really establish himself in the league and say, "Hey, I'm going to be a force. You guys are going to have to deal with on a week in week out basis." And even once defenses started to, to switch the coverage up, where he was seeing the premier guys. He was still eating. So Justin Jefferson, look, you know, look forward to watching a nice long career. When are you guys going to pay on that water bet? The Justin Jefferson water bet. Every time we hear Justin Jefferson, that's. I mean, I did give you guys. Oh, we do it. How about we do it at the expo? That's perfect. And also we'll do it at the pool party. uh, Oh, I agree. And also, what was it? Week three. I don't toot my horn much, but week three, 
when we talked about the Vikings, when we were on, I did say the Vikings need to involve Justin Jefferson a ton more because you know what? We saw Ola BC Johnson and he is not it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a great point. And also a clock is correct twice a day. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, love you. The, the, the tight end here, Irv Smith. I absolutely love Irv Smith. I think, <laughs> I think they're going to lean on him to be the, you know, the guy there at the tight end position. I, I think Irv Smith set up to finally have the big, big year. We've been all, all been hoping for Dalvin cook. Like you guys mentioned, I mean, he's one of the best running backs in the league as a pure runner. The guy's electric. He's a lot of fun to watch. Um, and then at the quarterback position, there is nothing about Kirk Cousins, you know, when I watch him on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays and I go, man, he's a really good quarterback. I met Kirk Cousins in person and yeah. he was like a substitute teacher. And there's nothing about Kirk Cousins fantasy production that I go, man, I really need to have Kirk Cousins on my team. But he just gets it done. But he he's fine. He's better than fine. Really? Uh, you know, he's if the Adam feeling of quarterbacks. Yeah. If, yeah. That's spot on. He's, he's he, definitely a weird is Adam Thielen is the Austin Hooper tight end. So it's like the substitute teacher throwing a pass to the gym teacher. Yeah. That's cool. I would <laughs> if if Kirk Cousins was my uh, quarterback too on a super flex, I'd be fine with that. That that's that's pretty damn good. That means you have a yep. very good number one quarterback. If he's my number one quarterback, what a super yeah. flex team. I'd like to have, you know, a baker right behind him, you know, ha have a guy like that, have two really solid number two types. That's having uh, too that. many gym teachers on your team. Yeah. Right there. You know, somebody's <laughs> got to teach the math, you know? Yeah. You got to have a math. We you can't just climb rope all day. You know, <laughs> no one's getting a diploma here. Uh, yeah. This is pretty cut and dry, uh, you know, because they have a okay quarterback, you know, you would expect most of these guys to be okay. At least what uh, about the quarterback? Behind them? Very, what's that? What about the quarterback behind him that they drafted Kellen in the Mond? third round? You're not a Mond fan. No. I am. I've I, I liked Mond before Me the too. process. I own Mond I in like yeah. six leagues. Now, now I gotta say, needs a ton of time. Yeah. Who better to learn than a guy that's a substitute teacher? Yeah. I mean, it's it's perfect. Mm -hmm. I I I think Mond is going to succeed and the thing you got to realize with mond is after the fact you hear teams were super interested the texans wanted mond before minnesota got him that's who the texans wanted over stills did i say his name right stills mills. yeah mills 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 stills mills kenny stills i get it it's fine it's a it's a cracker company right general mills stills yep that's all i remember Tabisco? i don't know <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, you hear a lot of teams wanted Kellen Mont. They were very interested in him. They, you know, they liked the mold of clay that they saw. And I think Minnesota give them two years. And I think we're going to see this guy succeed. I hope they don't bring him early because you hear cousins might want to be gone after this year. Mm -hmm. And they'll hopefully they don't rush him because Mon needs time. As soon as Minnesota was kicking tires, possibly on trading up for Justin Fields, and then they took Mon, to me, that signaled that they're thinking about the future. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons I was able to get Mon at a value in a ton of Superflex leagues, and I'm happy with it. Stashing him on my taxi for a year or two, I'm cool with that. I think sometimes that can pay off. So let's get into the next team in the NFC North. We're running a little long here, but that's fine. We'll be here for a little bit longer. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. They're the division champs, made it to the uh, NFC title game. 
And then, you know, Rogers just can't get it done as usual. Anyway, it's not all his fault. Um, he's holding out. So that's going to affect a lot of these players. So Devonte Adams, you know, he was the wide receiver one in dynasty going into last year. Now he's not, um, you know, people are like, well, no Aaron Rodgers. that's going to hurt Devonte. They're not wrong. But I think if, you know, if it's Jordan Love at quarterback or they trade Rodgers and get someone back, Devontae Adams is still going to be a wide receiver one regardless. I just don't think he's going to be the wide receiver one. Um, you know, they draft Amari Rodgers, who a lot of people like in that Randall Cobb role from back in the day. He's built similarly um, to Randall Cobb. Maybe not quite as explosive, but to me, he's a guy that can be a rock-solid option in the league for a lot of years. So I like Amari Rodgers um, in that offense, especially if Aaron Rodgers does play. Um, you know, you've got the, the running backs, no more Jamal Williams. He's on another NFC North team, which we'll talk about here shortly, but you got Aaron Jones. They re-signed him to a long-term deal and, and, and paid him, which a lot of people didn't mm-hmm. think they would do yeah. because they drafted AJ Dillon in the second round the last year. I think, um, you know, AJ Dillon, when it was rumored that Aaron Jones was going to go, AJ Dillon's stock skyrocketed in startups and best ball leagues. Um, I actually think he's kind of a sneaky buy now because you can't tell me that Aaron Jones is going to get any more work than he did when Jamal Williams was there. I don't think that's going to be the case. He's not built for that type of workload. He is built for exactly how they've been using him. Um, he's hyper efficient, but he's not going to last if you give him 20 to 25 touches a game. So I think AJ Dillon has a role and God forbid something happens to my boy, Aaron Jones, and he gets injured. I think you can slot AJ Dillon in as a rock solid RB two going forward. We saw it in the second to last game. I think it was, Dylan had over a hundred yards. He looked the part. Um, you know, he's obviously like uh, 160, wasn't it? It was I a mean, lot. Was yeah. A, I mean, he's yeah. obviously a member of the quad city DJs. Um, and they're going to ride that train if they give him the, the carries. So AJ Dylan to me has become a value in dynasty. So I'm not um, opposed to going out and acquiring AJ Dylan because, you know, Aaron Jones does have a bit of an injury history. He's been healthy the last couple of years, but he gets nicked up and he's a slight guy. Like he's not a big dude. He reminds me of Jamal Charles a lot. Um, you know, just kind of that slighter frame, you know, Charles could handle a little bit bigger workload than Jones, but, um, so that's the kind of guy that I'm going after is Dylan. I don't care about some of the other receivers, your Alan Lazards, your Equinemia St. Browns, your Marquez. They're all the same bunch of mixed bag of assholes at wide receiver that I just don't really want anything to do with, um, because they don't give you consistent value. Valdez Scantling will have that big 100 yard game. Lazard will have a long touchdown, but you don't know when it's going to happen. So I'd rather not with those guys. Um, and then tight end Robert Funyuns uh, bursts onto the scene and has one of the most efficient years a tight end has ever seen. So congrats if you picked him up on your waiver wires, or if you're rostering him, hopefully you turned around and sold him because I don't think Robert Tanyan is going to repeat that type of value and efficiency that he had, especially if Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback. So I'm not really on the Tanyan train. Um, you know, Jay Sternberger, remember that guy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully, Going hopefully, the hopefully gets of better. Jay at the, hopefully, at the A&M tight ends. Speaking of Sternberger, hopefully, he gets he gets better. He's had some personal issues, and oh, okay. uh, I think that's kind of derailed his his career. And uh, I did yeah. not know that. Fair enough. Yeah, must be a Jace thing. Jace Amaro, Jay Sternberger. If, you, yeah, if you're Jace, a tight end named Jace. Stay away, stay stay off the case. No. Jace is not on the case for touchdown <laughs> for tight end points. Uh, any thoughts on Green Bay here? Again, I think it's a cut and dried team. No Aaron Rodgers affects everyone, mm-hmm. right? Aaron Rodgers coming back. The offense was just so efficient last year. I think that everyone in that offense is due for negative regression. Amari Rodgers, I think, is an interesting 
prospect in that offense. And A.J. Dillon is my buy. That's I, I don't love any of the receivers other than Devontae Adams. And, Doug, you're slightly wrong. In my opinion, there is still a window where if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play this year, Devontae Adams could still be the wide receiver. One, it's just going to take a big leap of faith by the Green Bay Packers uh-huh. and start none other than Mr. Garbage Time you're himself. Blake, Blake, Blake Bortles. Bortles. That's yeah. true. Just have him go out there and sling it up. I went just and picked up Blake him. Bortles in some super flex leagues <laughs> just in case. So <laughs> this is why I'm very upset at the fantasy I community. might have a sickness. I have a, a weird love for Jordan Love. I he was my like when I watched the combine, I saw the throwing motion and I'm like, he's got Justin Herbert and him were neck and neck like their throwing motion is really nice. I liked both of them. I think Jordan Love, I I, I just think the narrative out on him is way too far, you know, left or right, whichever way you want to think. And I think that he's going to be better than we think. I, I'm going to put faith in him. I think he's really cheap in dynasty and super flex. He, he, if you can get him at, at like a second round price, go do it because his value can only go up, especially if he's a starter. Personally, I don't think Rogers is going, but next season for sure. Rogers is gone. I think green Bay's had enough of it. And if they can get him for one more year and kind of be like, okay, next year we're okay with it. But this year they kind of want Rogers in, in the helm after winning the MVP. But seriously, Stop the hate on Jordan Love. You guys did those with Josh Allen. We need to learn better. And he's a quarterback. It's super flex. Go I mean, buy this him. This is coming from the same guy that loved him some Drew Locke, too. So I don't know who to trust. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. At the running hey, back, Drew position, Locke could could do something. He could be yes. Green Bay's quarterback uh, <laughs> in a he handful could. of weeks. <laughs> uh, D- Doug, I was right there with you for, uh, with Aaron Jones from the jump. Um, the fact that he got paid and he's still there. I see him doing the same thing again. He's going to produce again, roughly at about the same clip. I imagine Uh, AJ Dillon off the top of my head. I want to say there were two instances last year where he averaged over five yards a carry after five or more, you know, uh, uh, touches uh, attempts at running the ball. AJ Dillon, big, big guy, you know, looks like he should be able to, you know, do the Derrick Henry type thing. He doesn't have that in his wheelhouse on a, could he be, could he be a slimmer Eddie Lacey though? Potentially. Uh, I mean, Lacey was a decent pass catcher. I like how you said slimmer and AJ Dillon is huge. Well, Dillon's more muscular. Lacey was, you know, a little soft. He didn't say smaller. He just said slimmer, slimmer. (laughs) Um, I I just, I think Aaron Jones is the most electric back in the backfield. I, yeah, you know, uh, sorry, Dexter Williams. Yeah, yeah, sorry, R.I.P. Notre Dame prospects, Kylan Hill. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Jones. I, I kind of like Kylan Hill, Hill as a why not type of yeah. taxi squad guy. Yeah, but yeah, another that. another pretty cut and dry team here out of the north. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, who should we do next? Let's do the Lions. Yeah, Save I was thinking picks. let's do the Lions because they're. I mean, this team. If there's any team in the NFL question marks galore right like who's the wide receiver one gonna be the coach wants to like body everyone i just want there to be like a wwe ring at halftime and it's dan campbell versus the uh, anyone and just have him come out there in a singlet (laughs) and just like take on all comers at halftime and just gnaw their limbs off i I don't know how this guy got hired as a coach to be i'm gonna be completely honest he's He's gonna be a one and done for me sure he's a player's coach but you 
Does he have he any success a, track record? He no. A he, very he large did, contract. He did. He did okay as an interim guy there uh, in Miami. But yeah, I, I'll tell you what. He fills up the sleeves on his on his polo shirts. You know, he's got the he nice is a massive man. He is. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's, let's, mean, let's look at this. Let's look at this. We know who the starting quarterback is. There's nobody there even contending with Jared Goff. We know right. who the starting yeah. tight end is. It's TJ Hawkinson all day. Nobody behind him there that's really even worth Targets, mentioning. targets, targets, targets. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, DeAndre Swift is easily the starting running back here. They, you know, the aforementioned Jamal Williams has come over from Green Bay. They drafted what Jamar Jefferson and uh, uh-huh. they signed another kid, Derek Mills, as a running back. But then the receiving core. Bashar Perriman, Tyra Williams, Victor Bolden, Quintez Cephas. Keep going. Keep going. Tom Kennedy, Damian Ratley. No, no. Keep Geronimo going. Allison. No. Wow, no. he's still in the league. Sage Surratt. Nope, you're forgetting a name. Oh, uh, okay. You want me to say Amon Ra St. Brown? Amon Ra St. Brown is the dude. All right. He is the dude there. And he's going to shock people. He is how Robert many, Wood. How many fourth round picks? What's he gonna? What? How's he gonna shock people? Is he gonna he's see going to get, ninety he's targets? Get targets? And honestly, I I would not be shocked. Right if he gets nine hundred some yards off, not you know ninety catches. He's what? he's going to be a target guy. Let me write that. I'm gonna write that down. Okay. okay. I mean, he's already he's already shocked people at OTAs. A lot of people have said he's lined up everywhere. So he's gonna know be what the word shock because means. he has to be lined up everywhere because everybody else sucks. Exactly. This wide receiver course. Hey, booty. you don't have to be. P- Paraman's you don't, probably going to see 80. You don't have to be the best looking guy in the bar. You just have to be the only guy in the bar. And you know what? Amon Ross St. Brown is the only person I like in Cephas, this bar. I, I do like Cephas as well. I think I think at the end of the year, you're going to see Cephas as the two. Amon Ross the one. Hawkinson as the actual one. Yeah, and they're gonna run. They're gonna run it through Hawk. Hawk could see 140 targets this he year. Could. <laughs> he really could. That'd be amazing. And, and I just traded my, for him in a league, so I'm all about it. And my Hawkinson, his rookie year at what was it, 103, 104 yeah. that I had yeah. him slated at, is going to finally pay off. See you guys. Just wait three years. We're gonna yeah. fast forward, and this will be the same conversation we we're having around Kyle Pitts. I'm oh, I'm just saying. Oh. There's Just, other there's but, other weapons around Kyle. So I know. So, and, and <laughs> I'm trying honestly, to make Tyler mad. <laughs> Downer Swift is the guy that everybody's kind of looking at for a huge uptick, and it's going to be all based on targets. We could all be talking about these receivers, yeah. and Swift could be the guy getting 70, 80 targets. You know, you know what's great though is Jamal's not that type of pass catching guy. Exactly. Where yeah. When the right. Lions get inevitably behind in games, that also they're not going to spell DeAndre Swift for Jamal Williams in pass catching roles. And and. They already said they want to use Swift in this Kamara-esque role. I mean, Campbell was in New Orleans soaking in all this information, which yeah. I actually like. That's called steroids. That's, that's, yeah, he was soaking in a tub of, of Soaking in yeah, he was all this gear. information. Yeah. And, and honestly, I think a lot of people forget this offensive line is phenomenal. This offensive line could be top five easily with their addition right of now. Penny Sewell. Yeah. And they have the best center in the league. They have an up-and-coming left tackle still in Decker if he can stay healthy. Their interior is insane. And then Sewell just adds to the right side. Like, what What the heck? Like, this team is going to punch you in the face, like Campbell said. Do you, do you think I could flip Dobbins for Swift in a league? No. Personally, no. 
It depends on. It depends on. Should I try it? It's pretty. Yeah, it's worth a shot. Yes, I would try it and to kind of spin the narrative. I'm taking a shot here. (laughs) I could. I could either end up with no kneecaps or have my kneecap still. The question is: Is that a good or bad thing? If you don't have your kneecaps, because if you don't, that means the lines are doing good, right? (laughs) They're doing what they want. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, I, I don't really have any like. So I think, you know, Swift people, Tyler obviously values Swift highly. You might be able to get Swift at a value out there. Um, if yeah. you find that manager that's like, ah, the Lions are going to stink. And I don't know if they believe in, you might be able to find that. So I think it's worth throwing out we, there a semi low ball offer. Not when nothing the, stupid. When the but, Lions in like week two of the preseason go out there, they play their starters for the first quarter you know, the Lions as a whole are going to be bad. So they're going to get smoked in this preseason game. You saw, you know, Swift carry the ball three times. He just doesn't break anything. He doesn't look great. That might be the time to make the move. You know, that's when you, you know, that's when you start sending those offers out. Like, man, you know, three carries for a whole seven yards. And people are on the other side of their, their drinks. That's when that's when yeah. you start offering Swift trades. Yeah. When when my bar tab is around five hundred dollars because everybody's been getting doubles <laughs> on me because I'm just boozing everybody up. No, are you talking literally better. on you or if you play your card? Whatever, right? whatever <laughs> gets the job done, Tyler. I'm gonna go get some gas station sushi. We're just gonna make a whole decoration out of it. It's gonna be yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alcohol or gas sound. station, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much else for the Detroit Lions. I have one. Yeah, go ahead. Goff has become a value in Superflex. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with you on that. Goff, I think, was being asked too much in LA. I think if he is a game manager, which is kind of what he is, and they run the ball, he's got a really good offensive line in front of him, which can protect him. He's I not think, set up to manage games. They're going to be behind so much. He's going to be forced but to when, throw. But when Goff has time, he has shown time and time again he can be accurate. And he's always with this very talented. Yeah, with this offensive line, I think he's set up to succeed more than to fail. That's just I mean, and he's still super young. Losses get blamed on quarterbacks. It's it's just not yep. For him. And McVay, McVay just see it like it the more that comes out on McVay, it just seems like he's super picky and just like he's kind of know, a diva coach. Yeah. Him and For Shanahan sure. probably pretty boy. drink cocktails together, talking about how he's a pretty boy with small dogs. I can't trust him. They drink, <laughs> they drink espresso together out of a French espresso, car. talking about how their new quarterbacks have such a strong arm. Oh god! All right, let's wrap. Let's wrap up the the north side with the north. The, with the Chicago Bears, who make the big move to trade up and get Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they're committed to Andy Dalton being the starter. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, you know, not, it's not going to be long before Justin Fields takes over. There was a picture of him in his uniform with that awesome visor, and he looks totally badass in that uniform. I believe in Justin Fields. I think he's going to be awesome. Um, you know, he's a top five super flex pick in your rookie drafts. Um, if you're drafting with people that know what they're doing, uh, I even liked him in single QB leagues as, as a as a value. Because obviously people don't value the quarterback position, but Justin Fields has that Konami code. Ran a four four forty. Like the speed is there. This team does have some weapons. You've got Allen Robinson. A ton of people love Darnell Mooney. Um, Anthony Miller's still there for now. Um, and then the running back position. David Montgomery has one of the best six week stretches to end a season that we've yeah, ever seen. So good. And uh, you know, and the, the ease of schedule. So Montgomery to me, potential trap. I would say. 
Um, I'm probably selling David Montgomery if I have him on my rosters. You know, Tariq Cohen looks like he might not be back week one. They go out and they sign Damian Williams, who I think is a good a good running back. He's a veteran. You know, he's been around, but he did have a year off, so he should be fresh legs. Um, they go out and they they get Khalil Herbert, which some people like. Woo. Um, but the tight end for me is Cole Komet. I am mm-hmm. all in on Cole Komet. Go out and acquire Cole Komet. Jimmy Graham is still on the team somehow. I don't know why they haven't released him for cap purposes. Jimmy Graham had a really nice year last year for a, in his age 40 season. Uh, but Cole Komet <laughs> ran a ton of routes and played a ton of snaps in his rookie season. And I think if we see a breakout tight end, like a true breakout candidate, I think it could be Cole Komet, especially with Justin Fields at the quarterback position. Justin Fields liked his tight ends at Ohio State quite a bit. Shout out to Sal and Jeremy Ruckert. Um, and they also had another tight end who they liked a lot. So I think Fields... Got drafted this year by the Jags. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more comfortable for a rookie quarterback than a good tight end. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cole Komet is the guy that I'm going out and trying to acquire before he blows up. They, the coaching staff calls him the natural. They know what they have in Cole Komet. I think that he could be a tight end one this year. I don't think that's a hot take because, again, it's not that difficult to do. Jimmy Graham crazy productive, but I just think that they, they, you're, you're seeing a handing of the baton. Cole Clement's running really fast and Jimmy Graham's got his walker and he's just trying to hand him are, the baton. Tennis balls are worn out a little They're bit. They're worn out. They're on fire move. and he's just trying to hand the baton as Comet runs by really fast. Um, so he's the guy out of any of these that I'm going to acquire. And I do like Darnell Mooney's price, but it is starting to rise yeah. mm-hmm. in the dynasty community. Um, as more and more data is coming out about Darnell Moody, more and more people are on him. And I'm upset at Izzy Alkafas because there was a UDPL trade. <laughs> I think everybody was after it happened. Oh, so yeah. freaking mad. I, I had the pick. I would have traded it for Darnell Mooney. Um, didn't offer me a deal and got the pick right after me and gave up Darnell Mooney for it. And I'm like, I would have gladly taken Darnell Mooney there. I need receiver help. So I was a little miffed, but good for Pete Davidson for getting Darnell Moody for like an early third rounder. I hate you, Pete. Tim, thoughts on the Bears? Uh, we'll start at the wide receiver position. Absolutely love Allen Robinson. Have for years. Uh, I'm just excited that once Justin Fields takes the starting position there at quarterback, that Allen Robinson will finally have a competent NFL quarterback throwing him the ball for the first time ever in his entire career. Thank Wait, God. You just contradicted yourself. You just talked about Blake Bortles in a positive way, though. <laughs> yes. As the garbage time master, you don't get the title of the garbage time master for being a, a positive quarterback and, you know, putting your team in, in upside potential. Uh, so Allen Robinson, absolutely love him. The guy can do absolutely everything. I think if uh, if if he had played with a top 10 type quarterback, uh, you know, to start his career off, he would be looked in a slightly different light. He'd be mentioned up there with that next tier of wide receivers. That's for sure. Darnell Mooney, uh, you know, he's on the uptick. A uh, guy you're going to get for pretty daggone cheap right now, Daz Newsome, I think. <laughs> I think Daz Newsome has a shot at starting at the slot here for the Chicago Bears. They took Once him he recovers from his injury. Yeah, yeah he, he does have uh, a collarbone. Is that right? He might even have two. Well, I think yeah, I, I know. I know for sure he has two. Yeah, I just don't know if one snapped in half. I think. Yeah, I think he. I think he had one break a little bit on him. Surgery uh, about eight weeks, I believe, which would be the return. But yeah, Daz Newsome, um, great, great hands. I think he could be the type of guy that you throw him in the slot, and he's going to be, you know, that safety blanket across the middle. Uh, Cole Command, I agree with Doug. He's the tight end to own. Dave Montgomery. If you go back and look at those last six weeks, the uh, of the season last year for the Bears, it was positive matchups 
all all the way to the end of the season there for David Montgomery, and he took advantage of that. So yeah, if you have the opportunity, now is the time to still get out from David Montgomery because what we saw at the end of the uh, season last year is not what we should expect from David Montgomery going forward. Tariq Cohen, any fantasy value? No, I yeah. think a lot of news is coming out that it's not healing right. He just isn't recovering properly. Uh, honestly, the year we saw where he had a ton of targets, I think mm -hmm. is that that's, that's kind of it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Clue Herbert, you guys all know I like him a lot. His tape was good. He's a really good, not great at anything, uh, you know, not a master at one, good at. He's a all. jack of all trades. Yeah. And that CJ Marable they signed uh, undrafted is. He was what out of um, oh god, school down there in South Carolina, Coast Carolina. He was from Coast Carolina. Um, he's Khalil Herbert Light. You know, if you like yeah. running backs of that style, CJ Marabell's about the same thing. I, I liked Khalil's tape as well out of Virginia. I like those yeah. little Marabell cheeses, the little the circular mm -hmm. ones. Yeah. Is that what those no, are? Thank you. Oh, baby bells. Baby bells. The oh, laughing gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Justin Fields. Let, let's think of it this way: they paid mm -hmm. Andy Dalton ten million. Mm -hmm. The coaching staff is like they have this year. They need to produce this year. Mm -hmm. They got the defense set. What do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to start Andy Dalton for a long period of time? No, not at all. I mean, Fields gives them so many options on offense. He's going to produce. It doesn't like his legs alone are going to make him a top top 12 quarterback. I think the value there with fields right now is still like you can still get him for a decent price because once he starts producing, he's untouchable. He's a young quarterback on super flex. You're not going to get him. So if you mm -hmm. can go do it now, I know I got an offer from Shane to trade my fields. And I was like, no, I'm good. Like I know where this is going. I've read this story before. I, I don't want to goosebumps my way into holding the page and then having to go back and choose a different route. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's and, like and it's and like that, if you traded Kyler Murray before he played, and then you're like, oh, yeah, look what I have now. Oh, uh, hmm. I mean, we've all done that. I've done that. I traded I traded Kyler Murray oh. and Hawkinson for Baker Mayfield in the league. Yeah, well, that at least was you got Hawkinson back. Rookie year. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I've had but to yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, this this team could have a different outlook. Montgomery, I think his value is still there. Like, I, I think he's priced right right now if you want to go buy him i don't think you're overpaying for him because i think the haters are still out there and then i think with his price right now he's a good rb2 rb3 if he's your rb1 don't trust it don't do it yeah, he yeah. is for my scott fishbowl team it sucks but you know it is what it is i i still like where his value's at i think he's gonna get targets we saw it with justin fields at ohio state he does throw to the running back and yeah, I I think Montgomery I kind of hit his stride. He's still pretty young. He's 24. I don't think he's hit his his prime yet. And personally, I, I think he started to trust himself. And I think that's what we saw at the end of the year. Yes, easy matchups, but we saw more of what we saw at Iowa State, which we all had a ton of hope for. And we drafted him at 102, 103 in yeah. his rookie draft. So uh, maybe the promise has come. You got to flip a coin. You got to trust your process and hope you're right. Yeah, I agree. Well, that is going to wrap us up for the North. We're going, we're going South. We're going down South next week. Is that correct, Tyler? Yeah. We got to talk about Kyle Pitts. Yay. And Paul Wall. And Paul Mike Jones. Wall. I want to be wood grain gripping boys. That's how I roll. 
I want to listen, listen to some, uh, was it the Underground Kings? I think they're, uh, they're yeah, from UGK. the South as well. Oh, UGK, wow. yeah. Pat, so. yeah. Project Pat? What? No, That's no, it's Project Pat. He was not West part Coast. of UGK. No, My wife and I, we listened to a lot of uh, old school music, like in the 90s, early 2000s, like Atlantis. We listened to some Matchbox 20. Like, it was, it was is like this a, like your sexy playlist you're trying to share here? What's yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it it's a trigger. Uh, UGK, <laughs> by the way, is Bun B and Pimpsey. Yeah, yeah, and also they uh, won an Oscar. No, that was, uh, was what am I thinking? Of? Mafia. Three Six Mafia. That's right. They won. They're the ones that won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Juicy J. Nah. There you go. Getting my getting my groups mixed up here. Anyway, before we go just, off the rails, these aren't real. These names aren't real. These aren't real people. So again, <laughs> make sure you check out fantasypoints.com. 21DHH10 is the code that you want to use there. Check out Verdian Global for all your t-shirt needs. It's a summer season. If you need a shirt, if you're going down to the Midwest Expo, this is the place to get it and represent. So make sure you check that out. Also, Trophy Smack, uh, one of the awesome uh, sponsors of the Podathon this year, doing great things in that space. So shout out to Trophy Smack as well, code DHH Ring. If you're going to go out and buy a trophy, a grill, a belt, all the things, get a free championship ring along with it, with that code. That's going to do it. We're going down south next week, boys. I'm going to put on my bathing suit, jump in the convertible, and go down I-95 where it's nice and warm. Check out the south here on Dynasty Happy Hour. Dynasty Happy Hour.